Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Thank you for plowing through our technical issues with us uh, and not holding that against us. We do uh, everything we can uh, to be available for you here. Uh, I know sometimes that crap can be annoying trying to listen to it and it sounds you know, like they're calling from an alternate universe and that sort of thing. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get to you guys at some point. Uh, but it's, I know you ha- some of you are having to make an effort you wouldn't otherwise have to make to listen in. We appreciate that. I'm nodding my head in agreement. And uh, yeah, it'll, uh, it'll work itself out. Texture brings up a good point. It's fun to be mad about a game. It sucks to be mad about two seasons. And yes, that's about right. That's a, I think that that's exactly uh, the case. And previous to that, same texture, the Bozich article really pissed people back off. And I do think that there is an element of that article, uh, whether he intended to do this or not, uh, that made people even more sensitive or made people have uh, more of a belief that it's possible this would continue longer uh, than this season without without the dr- like the drastic changes that we have we thought would be required for that to happen uh, that there is a new now a, a new level of sensitivity to uh, that can't happen and people are well now I got to be really mad because I don't even have the comfort of it's almost over uh, if he's right. So in a kind of an ironic way, didn't exactly do his friend a lot of favors there by making people matter than they were uh, before. But that the idea that there's a plan and to use Rick's words here, and I'll let you like that. There was a plan for a path forward for Kenny to get a year three. And it includes getting these recruits and finishing strong with a week off between the last game and this one uh, to come out with that effort. And I would just ask you to think about this and then I'll let you, you chime in here too. You are, I want you to think about the spectrum of games. You're playing Duke at Cameron coming off a loss, refocused, pissed off after getting the court stormed on him and, and, and whatever it is that happened to Kyle Filipowski at half court in that game, mad about it, right? All that stuff. You're playing them. National TV, all that sort of thing. 
previously, you played fellow seller dweller Notre Dame. First year head coach, forced to play the coach's son a lot. It's a roster he, he clearly has had some real uh, headbutts with throughout mm-hmm. the season. And you got the exact same results. You lose by 25 on the road. You lose by 22 at home. Mark, th- th- this, this is not somebody executing a plan to make this work. And if Rick's article would have came out after the Florida State win or Georgia Tech, I mean, timing is everything. And if you're gonna, at that point, if you're going to talk about, hey, they're involved with these players, and, and however you leak that, hey, they're involved with these six or seven players from, from all around. All of a sudden, you know, you look on those uh, uh, recruiting sites and Louisville's name is next to a, to a player when maybe you're getting a little momentum, but it just, it, it's not, it doesn't look kosher when, you, when it comes out after, you know, you lose to a Notre Dame and then it's, it just, it's right before, like you said, you go against Duke and you were just not in the game when you have a week to say, okay, this is what we need to, we need to come out and these are things we need to establish. And it just goes back to having a plan. I mean, it's simple as that every coach just, okay, this is our identity. This is what it is. I just, it's hard for me to figure it out. It really is like, you know, um, and they have skilled players offensively. It's just, I, I, it's just the lack of, Everything else. Yes. And it's not, you know, people just say, okay, the defense. There's so many things attached to that. I think, you know, um, they're out of bounds situations underneath offensively and defensively. How they come out of games, where they're, where they're standing, where they're sitting, all the little things are just uh, that, that, look, it has to be a part of it. People think it's corny and that kind of stuff, but you better have, watch Houston's bench. You know, watch those guys just so engaged. Connecticut, the staff, the players. I mean, they're just so invested. And I, I truly believe team, teams that have great rebounders and teams that defend care about winning the most. Truly believe that. I love that. Uh, and, look, I don't think that you can you can accuse any of the Louisville players of being in love with, like, the dirty work. You know, I think that that's true. But I'm not again. I'm not really sure how much to hold against any of them, uh, because it's morale killing in an organization when no one really believes it makes a difference, right? Like I think you'd be surprised if you rewarded good behavior and actually punished bad behavior. That how how willing people are to fly right if they know the the leadership is also paying attention. But when I see players jog or when I see players uh, leaving their feet on the other side of the floor and it's not press, like I know what that is. Mm -hmm. It's not that, uh, that sort of thing. Like players know, like no one ever comes out for doing that stuff. Why does it matter? So I'll pose this, you know, everybody talks about uh, the, the, and again, they're skilled offensively, but you hear a lot in, in, throughout town and on the radio, what have you, that the players, they haven't given up. They seem like they're they're together and so on. And on the court, there's no real issues. Well, yeah. When, when there's not going to be held accountable because you didn't sprint back and you know you're not going to have a confrontation, uh, you know, I'm a bit, confrontations are healthy. I mean, that like in, in athletics, 
Like rules without relationships, if they know you care about them, okay, I can sit you. I can bench you. I mean, as, as much as we know about the hyperbole from Coach Rick Pitino and as much as he probably doesn't remember 97% of the conversation, it, he was mad and it came out and, and those type of things. And we talked about Shrewsbury when he had his, his rant and so on. I'm not saying you have to go on on a, on a stage and and present this this thing to the media and scream and yell, but like if your players aren't feeling like, uh oh, if I don't sprint back as hard as I can on every single play, I'm going to sit and have that line from Hoosiers. My team's on the floor. If I have to play four players, Aiden McCool, get out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I just. I don't know. I, I see that, you know, the comments about, well, they haven't given in and they haven't done that. Well, it, it you're not going to struggle with players on the offensive end. They're going to want to score. And no one ever do. has to be motivated to, right, to play off. To, to play, right. They, they're going to get upset if they don't share the ball. But this team's gotten better at that. But it's the other things. And if you're not being held accountable, you just don't have a chance. I don't know what it was about putting Spencer Hubbard in there at the end of the game for Duke. That was the kid that looks like he'll be your CPA mm-hmm. in a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the furor of him getting in there and the crowd going crazy and him getting multiple attempts to knock one down and yeah. knocking and one knocking down. And knocking down the, right, the uh, three off the – and they and Louisville had their starters in. so <laughs> it, just, it, it encapsulates so much. He, he is going to be a very good accountant. That's right. No question. Yeah, you look at him and he had a little shot fake and just knocks down the three. It's like, come on now. And that's that's the whole thing. You don't stop playing. If you're going to leave your starters in, they better compete. It's not about just you know chipping uh, away at the score. It's about, all right, we want to be just detailed and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm not in the building. But it, it, all I would do f- f- until the next game is just film. I would just do film. I would do film and I'd have them have notebooks. I'd make them take a test on some of these things and they would have to jot down copious amounts of notes and it would just be and the dreaded hour film session, then another meeting and then more film and more film and more film and just to show everything. 38, 31, 9 for the uh, UPS jobs text line. If you want to hit us up uh, that way, Texas is watching Nate Oates last night, won me over. He got a tech called on him and laughed about it. His cockiness is what we need, and Beard's jawline sucks. That was a joke that sort of emerged yesterday. Of, uh, <laughs> is that right? Coach yeah. is not having a, the requisite jawline. Uh, and then <laughs> another Texas suggested, by the way, that uh, Kim Mulkey had a, <laughs> a proper jawline, which is very funny uh, <laughs> as well <laughs> for this uh, job. The more the longer this goes, the more everybody seems attractive. Uh, be, but I, 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 it's the coach of the week around here. It is. You're so right. It's the it's the flavor and of of okay. This team won, and now let's jump on that bandwagon. But be back next week when we spin the wheel to see who's up next. That's basically what's what it's about right now. Um, we'll see who's got the best jawline, Nate. Among coaches, among the the, the possible, I mean, candidates. Billy Donovan was thrown out there as hairline well, and jawline. Yeah, it's a good combination, right? Yeah, yeah, Billy. Yeah, up there for Definitely. sure. Uh huh. Texture says, having endured nearly two full seasons of this, I can't even imagine what a KP film session would be like. I can't either. 
uh, quite frankly, just to, just to be totally honest with you. And, and I think I have been uh, – I'm trying to figure him out. Now, I don't know Kenny personally, uh, and the, the people around here who do have no more insight into what's going on around here than I do. Uh, so I feel totally full, uh, totally fine uh, in doing this. I have thought a lot. It has just stuck in my head, uh, and I can't get it out. On Monday, on the ACC coaches uh, teleconference, which is the, the only media he's done this week, we'll talk about that in a little bit, uh, he was talking about just the grind of a tough season like this and coaching players and him saying uh, that he's constantly – talking to them, which, whatever, constantly talking to them about being more vulnerable, that was the word he used, uh, and being more open to coaching. And the more and more and more I have thought about this, the more I'm convinced that he complains about fight and effort, and really it's, it's always them. He wants the results of the hard work of coaching without doing the hard work of coaching. And what I mean by that is when he's talking to these guys about being more open to being coached and more vulnerable, what he's asking them to do is make this easier on for me because what he doesn't want to do is ever just be hard on somebody with the literal exception of Karan Davis for some reason. I don't know what Karan's – he must be amazing that he's the one that can sort of get that out of Kenny – Whatever it is, people want it. Like, that was, was always the part about Karan Davis that drove me crazy. Is it's like he didn't want us to see him be like that with Karan Davis when we want to see him be like that with everybody. And he didn't want us to see it, but he doesn't want to ever just be hard on these guys. It's always make this easier for me. Be more open to coaching. Uh, I'm going to coach you with love. Pal, sometimes you're just the boss. Uh, you coach them with love. I get that, but not just love. Like people also like sometimes it's loving to punish somebody for doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. He has a son. I have children. I struggle with this. I am inclined to indulge my kids. And sometimes Angela has to be like, you're not helping them when you do that. Mm -hmm. No one can tell him you're not helping them when you just keep telling them that you love them. Sometimes Trey White should just go sit the hell down until he cannot do that anymore. And he doesn't ever want to do that part, but he wants all the fruit of all the hard-ass coaches who do that stuff, and then they get it from the guys because they do it. And it's just the utter unwillingness to do the stuff that might make him uncomfortable. He refuses to make them uncomfortable, and instead, we're all uncomfortable. Well, that's kind of like what I talked about earlier with the players kind of, you know, the, the, the people thinking, well, they seem like they still got they still got it together. They're playing for each other. Well, yeah, you, you got to rock the boat a little bit. You've got to you've got to do those type of things. I, I, yeah. It, to me, those things are just unacceptable. And like you're saying, like you got to be the bad guy and it's got to be that's all right. And and throw them out do it again i'm not there but like even with the film like so i would what we've done before you assign three players to every coach and they got to come in for 25 minutes and then you know you might switch coach and you're just going to go over 
and see if they see the same things and what we're not doing and those type of things. Those are ways to remedy, remedy the situation if it's not going to be him or you have an enforcer on your staff that plays the Darth Vader role and is just absolutely a tyrant. It, it, it's, it happens in programs, you know, so um, I enjoy playing that role. I, you know, when I was at Southeastern Louisiana, David Kiefer, the head coach, used to work for me. So I got to be, you know, he, he has a great basketball mind. We work together. But as the assistant head coach, I'm able to just jump all over the players blank and I just watch Todd Grantham do that every day on Louisville defense yeah. for Louisville's defense so like for me side. yeah right. it's not acceptable no like in the practice like nope not good enough do it again and they're they'll suck their teeth they'll do it. uh-uh would, would no not good enough and then you make everybody else run there's so many ways uh, I'm not speaking stuff that people don't know but yeah I, I just it's just going through the motions right like and it's just the same stuff well it's just wanting the results of being look you should like the the lo- loving players is supposed to be well first of all you're supposed to it's but it's it's all a means to an end and love does not actually mean never having to say you're sorry right like like it's not loving to never tell someone that doesn't work well again in this culture uh, I don't know if this is politically correct, but this is something I would always use with the players because this would be a part of it. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody's willing to die. So, like, we, <laughs> you know, we want to win. That's heaven. That's great. Well, it is going to be an absolute, yeah, you're in for it. You better roll up your sleeves because we are working. We are battling. All right. Every day, everything. We're competing in every. It's not a drill. It's a game. Everything that we're doing. And that's the mindset of winning basketball. He coaches them and talks about the coaching process like someone who, as a parent, and you hear this sometimes, maybe you've even said this, and if you say this, you have to be careful. But like, <laughs> you, you hear parents say this, I'm going to give my kids everything that I never had. Mm-hmm. And there's, that's laudable. There's some nobility in that. Uh, but what you're really saying is uh, I'm never going to do the uncomfortable work of like forcing them to face reality. And I'm just going to say yes. And those kids suck. They grow up to be the worst. They go to Wake Forest and brush the floor <laughs> in uh, checkered overalls. But what, what's the, one of the hardest words for anybody to say? Forget even just kids. No. No. Just saying no is, is, is tough. He, he, right. It's No, it's not good enough. You're not going to come down here in – and shoot that shot. You're not going to jog back and backpedal. Anytime you pedal, you're getting up the next three mornings at 5 a.m. and you're running. All those type of things. I mean, and, and again, we don't know what the consequences are for, for, for those players. But when you're looking at it, you know, in the big picture, you're just not seeing that they're accountable for all the mistakes. And then, like you mentioned, the consistency, like the ball screens. How are we guarding this? How are we guarding pin downs? Are we switching? Are we not switching? Like, what, what's our philosophy? Not sure. Texture says this sounds like a Portland, Oregon coaching strategy. I mean, it just sounds like if you like, um, if you've ever like TV shows sometimes or movies or whatever, or you might oh, even see the reality. Okay. I know, right? I'm in your wheelhouse now, right? Where where they're like, you're gonna, I'm gonna go visit a school, and it's like the foo-fooest, hippiest school you can imagine, and like our grades are emojis and and all this stuff, right? And and, and the number you can tell the number one thing we care about is that your 
special angel unicorn child never feels a bad feeling. I actually worked at a school like that. All right, continue. (laughs) But as a parent, that sounds great. I would love it if my kids never felt bad about anything. That'd be great. I didn't get to grow up that way. I would love that. Mm -hmm. But eventually they got to learn to read. Yeah. Right. And so like you can tell me that they're, you know, what grade they get in this class. Uh, Purple. Can they read? Well, they never felt bad one time and I never blamed them for it. But can they read? Yeah. Like this, this is what we've done for two years. And then any time, like we get, we get blown out by 25 by the worst team in the ACC and get blown out by 25 by the best team in the ACC. Mm -hmm. Enough already. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, arrested development for some of these players here as far as, okay, like that growth you're talking about, like with kids in school, like understanding now if there is a coaching change made, they're going to, a lot of that stuff is going to be like new for, for, for these, these players. So, um, so I grad transfers are going to be huge moving forward. Whoever's coaching this team, they're going to have to bring in two of the three grad transfers, but that goes back to having understand what your roster is going to look like. We are set up for the headlines next year. Like, you know, Eric, Tyler, you guys at WDRB can go ahead and get ready. CL, you guys can go ahead and start right. Uh, uh, Brooks, all you guys start writing your articles now. We thought we worked hard last year. You know, like, it, it's always that way. But it, it'll, it'll probably really be true this time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what I am afraid for, and I think Eric touched on this a little bit in his piece about the – there isn't a good – argument for any of this going forward but sort of what will how long will it take for there to not be a bunch of really sore feelings about all of this we haven't even begun the process of learning all the ways in which things have been neglected Mm -hmm. to where like when the next person comes in they don't just fix all that stuff overnight yeah and there are going to be so many places where uh like like when a a relative passes away and you gotta go like clean out their house you ever done that it's I haven't so it's like yeah. not recommended yeah. zero stars yeah. but you start going through everything of theirs and you're like oh my god and you start realizing all these things that you didn't know about and that they had let go and all and how long do they live like this and we're gonna have to go through all of that because we can't even get guys to put their arms over their waist in a zone you, you talked about this team working hard to me that's a given i as a coach i don't like to talk about that much like we those are things. To. So what you want to tell these players is that every single day you better work smart, <laughs> and you better. But that it's filtered down from what you're being taught. So on the floor, you better work smart. You better understand how to dodge and defeat the screen. You better understand how to do this, how to do that. Those are things about working smart. You don't have to be, you know, that's like all over the place. You just better be in the right position. And these are all the things that when you see the game. And you stop like part of the reason I, I, you know, even with the clips, I could probably do a lot of offensive clips. But, you know, that's I don't think that's fair because of some of the things that when you score 59 points, but give up 84 and then you give up, you lose by 20 something to Notre Dame. And those are things that it's not fun. Well, we might show this, but it's like fool's gold 
because they're just not working smarter or understanding the schemes and understanding what's expected of them. There's just a, a it's a cornucopia of stuff that just is not making sense. Cornucopia. Have you ever seen an actual cornucopia like in, in the wild? No, I haven't either. No, but another great Literally word. just Thanksgiving decorations. It's absolutely one of my favorite words. Oh, it's it, it's very um, vivid, right? Like, you know exactly what we're talking about when we say that, even though we've yes. never actually seen one. No, haven't. But. Sounds great. I just said unicorn, same thing. Yes. <laughs> no one's seen any of those. Yeah. Uh, you know, windy, right? Unless you're on Shreeble's show, maybe there's, that, you know. That's true. <laughs> it was one. weird Wednesday on a yes, Thursday. <laughs> exactly. 38-31-93 for the, uh, for the uh, UPS jobs text line. All right, let's go ahead and take a, uh, a quick break here. We'll come back. Uh, I've got uh, another element of this before we talk uh, a little bit of the, uh, the college football playoff and what's uh, – just sort of a, a no-win situation here uh, for, for the ACC. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on here. But one other thing uh, from last night that I wanted to get to here. On the drive when I turn the bill, right back. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Mark Lieberman here. Uh, a moronic uh, text into the UPS shop sex line says, the next person doesn't fix everything overnight. Hmm. Uh, yes, hiring a new coach does not instantly fix everything. And no one ever thought that about any new hire at all, including Kenny. So you're an idiot for texting that, and you should stop. Uh, no one thought Kenny should be able to fix everything overnight. No one thinks the next guy will fix everything overnight. What's not allowed is when you come in and for two years don't fix anything. That's all, like You have to start somewhere. And you know what a new coach also does? You start trying to fix everything. Like you can, that's the job. Yeah, and you can watch a team and say, oh, okay, this is what they're trying to do. And they have a plan. 
and that plan is executed and it's demanding and your 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 all your assistants understand what that plan is and these are the type of kids we're going to recruit and then from day 1 this is what we're establishing and then and then on and on and on so yeah it's yeah there are no quick fixes that's our generation but to get incrementally better it that's the point it's always been an idiotic thing people have said uh, that there was some sort of expectation that Kenny would just show up and fix everything. No one ever thought that. They thought he'd fix something, though. They did. And so, look, there was this big uh, hubbub and furor uh, about his article, uh, Rick Bozich, not Kenny's article, Rick Bozich's article. Yeah, uh, that was uh, Kenny about wrote the, a manifesto or something. Yeah. What if he started the blog like Rick? Remember the yeah. old Rick blog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the article, the uh, uh, a plan and a path forward for year three and all this sort of thing. Uh, and uh, in the article and in the, uh, the, the, the video that he did with aircraft where they talked about uh, where him, Hey, he hasn't given up and, and good, by the way, I, the, I believe that. And I, I hope that that's true, but I, he certainly doesn't talk to any of us, so I can only go by what he does. And while I know that it is something that they have done fairly regularly the last couple of weeks, and that maybe even some other teams around the country do. Uh, if I thought that I was in any way in danger of not being brought back as the head coach, uh, and I was trying to, through my one media partner, uh, let everybody know that I'm fighting to save my job, I'm not, oh, and part of my plan to save my job is to turn over my assistant coaches. What I'm not gonna do after getting beat by 25 after a week off is send my assistant coach out on Friday to do the pre-Saturday game press conference on Friday. Uh, you cannot possibly, with a straight face, preach fight and then not fight. And it, it, it is off-putting. It's, it's, it's offensive to constantly be telling people they're not fighting enough for you when you won't fight for you. Like, you would... You wouldn't be able to pry me away from being able to, to talk to whoever will listen about why things are going to get fixed and get turned around. I'm not handing it off to someone who, by the way, I'm telling Rick Bozich is probably going to get fired in a couple of weeks. When those things happen, and we've talked about that, like when it's going good or even bad, that coach is usually out recruiting. That would be what you'd expect, a coach who misses a press conference and, and, and whatnot. Um and and we were just talking about the the Bosich article, and that's. But I think it's maybe too little, too late for the the recruiting standpoint. But yeah, like, <sighs> face the music, right? Just what you've gone through, and and I mean, probably won't get anything earth shattering. You might from Kenny Payne because, I mean, there's usually not a filter. He's going to say it. Yeah. So, who knows. I, but I would at least respect going down with the ship and, and going down swinging. We always talk about the uh, Darkest Hour movie, which I love. Mm -hmm. Great movie. Nations which go down swinging rise again. Yes. Like, it doesn't mean you win every time, but I, I think he could at least leave with dignity if everyone felt like he just sort of gave every single thing he had in every instance, every opportunity, I'm not. There's not. There's no way I would let Danny Manny be doing that press conference. But you know what? It's a shame that like we haven't heard Jameson talk to the media, and 
I'd like to see Nolan get up there I and talk too. about some of his philosophies and so on. I think that would be great and get some insight into him because, you know, he hasn't been able to 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 just outwardly speak about some of those things. So, look, those are, you know, or or like we mentioned, the, the other assistant coach, Josh Jameson, like we don't really know these guys. And when you humanize it and understand it, and maybe, hey, we hear some basketball acumen and says, oh, okay, this is – Maybe there's something there that we're, they're trying to figure out. I mean, I think that when Louisville loses, on the, say, on the women's side, uh, Jeff Walls is on the following Tuesday, win or lose, first of all, uh, but is, is like, here's the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Here's what went wrong. Here's what we're doing about it. We had uh, an extra, what you said. Jeff's on Tuesday. They lost to Virginia. It pissed him off. He was mm-hmm. not happy about it. And, and he did say it was the... It was the effort level on defense. And what did we do? We had a super long film session, which sounds like torture when he says it. <laughs> it doesn't sound like we didn't Oh, listen, it's, you're going to pick out every little thing. I love there was a one of those. By the way, the dynasty. Have you gotten to that? The whole New England Patriots? I have not. It's on Apple. Fantastic. Okay. Um, but you go back to Belichick. He, he was well known for just ripping Tom Brady in film sessions. After he's already won a couple of Super yeah. Bowls, and that goes back to your point, you know, one of the things that that even that I always believe in, you know, it in front of your team when you're hard on your on your best players, guys will buy in, guys will respect, you know, they know what you what you're about, um, and you can't just do it, um, and and not have that relationship with those guys. But yeah, if you can jump on them on everything that they're doing, and and being uh, picky, and again have a crappy practice, but you've got a lot of stuff done, that's that's the way to do it. Uh, very quickly, the basketball, men's basketball opponents for next season for the ACC have been announced. Uh, this will be the first basketball season with SMU, Cal, Stanford in the right. league. Uh, for Louisville at home, uh, Cal and Stanford, Pitt, Virginia, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Wake Forest, North Carolina, Duke. So you'll get both Carolina and Duke here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as the almost always permanent game with Virginia. And you will get Cal and Stanford to come here. Road games at SMU, sneaky difficult place to play. Luke talks about it, some of the foulest mouth people he's ever seen uh, at that place. That's where I took my picture with W. There you go. He's, he's at almost all the games. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he loves Yeah, he sports. loves his, yeah, he loves his uh, Dallas sports. Beautiful campus, by the way. I've heard that. Beautiful. I have heard that. I think they're going to be a sneaky asset to the ACC. Even though Lanier's done time. a good job, they're 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 a good team. SMU, so these are the road games: SMU, Pitt, Virginia, Florida State, Georgia Tech, NC State, Virginia Tech. They're doing. They've done you a solid. You're not traveling out west, and and your road schedule is not just dominant with the blue bloods so that's uh yeah that's encouraging i mean that's they've done you a solid there uh you don't have to go to wake forest which is kind of sneaky if they're any good it's, it's not the easiest place in the world uh, to play you nc like of those games that are tough i mean virginia of course it's never easy to play mm-hmm. there nc state who they're probably looking at a coaching change too unfortunately i love kevin keats but it's not going well there uh that won't be easy but i mean overall is Whoever it is, that's not not bad. Same. How many games are in the ACC? Is that, are they are they keeping it the same? Yeah, I didn't count. Okay. 
but it will be interesting because next year will be the first year where you don't automatically make the ACC tournament. Right. And so yeah, I knew. Yeah. I guess now, like you're for, oh God, there he is. The first goal uh, of every new coach is going to be just get to the ACC tournament. And Louisville would not make it, would not have made it the last two years. Mm-hmm. And, and it was bad enough that it didn't qualify for the uh, ACC SEC challenge this year. Can we please not be the designated survivor next year? I was around those guys because it was the summer and it was, uh, or or maybe late spring um, when they found out they weren't in it. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I knew Hunley Hatfield took it uh, uh, took it pretty bad, but yeah, you got to earn those things. You know, those are things that that you've just got to do and produce and you know it's you you look at what's going on right now but next year's schedule i mean that sounds that's that's doable mark that's a chance to win some of those games on the road i mean if anything just add it to the pitch mm-hmm. like whoever you you got your eyeballs on mm-hmm. uh, if it's somebody who's not happy where they are i would look i would imagine uh, as you're and i am sure that they're doing the work of that now uh, you're trying to pitch various guys or at least sort of gauging people's interests. Uh, and you're coming off a situation where things went so badly that you're firing coach after two years. Uh, you're going to want some idea of like how th- – oh, I know he's about to do it. We have the accountant, of the game. We're on. watching it, and the accountant's about to hit yes, the three. the CEO's son's about to knock a three down for uh, for Duke here in a second. Uh, that you're going to want some – some idea of sort of what's year one going to look like. Mm-hmm. And while there's probably going to be pretty heavy roster turnover, uh, both – I don't know how many of these guys the next coach would want. I don't know how many of those guys are going to want to play for the next coach. You can at least tell them, like, this is not a murderer's row schedule for your next year. Exactly. You'll be going to be able to land on your feet here year one. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just say this. We have some, some, some good players that I like, but – there's a lot of good players out there. So when you lose players, people lose their minds at times. Even like Tyler's situation, who knows what's going to happen. But there are some really good point guards out there. There's some, And maybe you get older in year one. You get a veteran point guard that is going to do everything that you expect him to do and can see the game through your eyes. So there's advantages as far as that goes. So no matter what happens with the roster, that, that's something that you just you wait and see. Um, because if it is a new coach, then – he is going to re-recruit the guys he really wants. He'll make it happen. I I, I truly believe that. And then there might be guys who's like, no, if this doesn't change, you can't play here, or, you know, you should hit the portal. Well, and I I, look, I I think at this point, it is life in college basketball now. If you have a coaching change, I mean, college football, we're seeing it, even at places that just had massive success. Mm -hmm. If you have a coaching change, your roster is going to be heavily turned over yes unless it's a michigan situation where you promoted from within and it's the i think the players feel like everything's going to be about exactly the same i mean hell sharon moore was the coach for half the year yes on game days that one probably helps limit some of that but i mean it's just it's the way things are going to be Mm -hmm. so when we talked about the texter um yeah, he, 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 it, it doesn't have, happen all the time, but can in one year, can you get a program rocking and rolling? You sure can. Yeah. And if it's a coach that, if there is a new coach and he comes with players that he's connected to in the college game and, and they come, that transition is even smoother and you've added those pieces. So, there, yeah, it's, it's 
Look, and, and we we both know that. I mean, the bar for getting better now is 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 not very high. But whoever comes in, that's something they would talk about too. It, if there is a coaching change, it would be. This is yeah. I'm, I have a plan. Here's my plan. I present my plan. This is how we're going to do it. We're just going to just the recruiting trails, the transfer portal. Then what we're going to do systematically. This is how we're going to play, and guys will understand that. They'll have an understanding. It won't be like uh, you know indecisiveness like like you talked about. And if you're indecisive on the basketball court, you're done. If you're not ahead of the game and anticipating and being proactive and understanding because you've done this a million times in practice and workouts, then yeah, there's. I mean, no is, that, is that what you think you see? Like when you watch them, a lot of times is like not enough of this stuff looks automatic. Mm-hmm. I I think so. Yeah, I mean, if you just watch them, if you're thinking you're it's over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was the the so speak. not ever. What's that? Like you shouldn't have to process everything. Of course, but um. It was posted earlier the 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 Caleb Glenn dribble handoff and I know Peyton commented on it. And we oh, the state of Louisville guys tweeted the video. It looks right. like square dancing at the top of the key. Right, right. And so it's, it wasn't clean. It, it, it wasn't, and there's a weave action to to a a power side dribble handoff. It's called dribble handoffs now called zooms. It's all all the rage. Everybody likes to reinvent the wheel with terminology in basketball. You basically have the ball in Caleb Glenn's hands. And then there's two guards on that side, and they basically Utah Jazz used to make a living off this with Hornacek and Stockton. It's all reads with Carl Malone, and then you have those type of players. You better have a really good passer when that happens. But then, like with Sky Clark and and Tyler, they're basically playing off each other. If this guy overplays on back cutting or handoff or so on, but you see that, and Tyler kind of just walks over to the to the spot, doesn't even try and screen. Sky Clark doesn't really set up his man, so now you leave. You compromise Caleb Glenn. He's got the ball late clock, and then it goes back to Tyler. And I think it's a, it's a tough contested shot. But that's the point. Like those guys knowing what's expected to them because they've done this over and over again. And drilling on working on that zoom action is something you have to do. And you have to know that Duke's going to blow it up because they switch. So you take advantage of it with a back cut. But you don't see those things. No. But I'm not even sure Caleb Glenn is in position to be that guy that can make that decision, that pass yet. I think he he will be. But, you know, you, you watch an NBA game. Tons of NBA teams just run that, that Zoom action. You know, you watch Denver. They're going to run it to death. A lot of teams run it to death. Um, the Heat run it to death. But you also have to have a basketball IQ. They have to understand the whys. And so you're teaching him that whether it's film or showing him on the floor. This is why you're back cutting because you're going to take the second defender. That's going to leave a gap in the room for Sky Clark now to come off that handoff. Maybe Caleb Glenn fakes the handoff because they're cheating that and he could just go straight to the rim. You see that all the time as well. NC State did that to Louisville. It seems like on the offensive end, like we've we've given them some credit for at least being solid on the offensive end, but even that isn't crisp. Well, it, yes. And it's not crisp because even that isn't the result of five guys working together as one it's usually a you know two guys just sort of playing off one another uh, i'm sure that if you look at the stats i think like nationwide uh, the guy with the ball on a ball screen doesn't take the shot the majority of the time but for us they do mm-hmm. 
When that's it's not really good team basketball. When it's Sky, and, and that's only because that's what he's comfortable doing. But like, it's all connected again. So like, you look at their lift guys. They they don't do a great job of putting guys in position to compromise the defense to make one guy Two have to guard the role. Like anytime there's a ball screen, now uh, um, Huntley Hatfield likes to pop. If he's going to pop, that's okay. But he needs to make sure he's shortening up the, the passing lane. And then what's the next action? Action. What's the next play? That's the biggest thing when you watch Louisville. What's in the, so as soon as that ball touches his fingertips, he's, going, he's dribbling as hard as he can into a handoff. And then he's going to roll hard, and the opposite corner is going to lift up. I hope I'm making sense. That's ways to make the defense move. Every cut is attention-getting. Every roll is hard. And if you're just going to short roll, it's got to be really quick. If you're going to pop, get out as fast as you can. Um, I think Tyler is much better in those ball screens. And Sky Clark is great off the ball, I think, right now offensively. I think he he can catch and shoot. He has driving lanes. And he's good in transition. But and he's know, not super-duper quick to where he's going to like cross you over. And right, he's crafty. Right, he's yeah. crafty. He shoots well off the bounce, um, which is a good skill set. Um, Tyler right now is falling in love with those threes on the ball screen, and, and that's an issue because you, you got to get that guy the roll, you got to get a lift. You know, it, it's got to be the second or third pass. That's where good offense starts from. How surprised are you at the uh, the announcement here? The Kevin Clark going to go ahead and go on to the WNBA, uh, where they don't make gobs of money after the season. Okay, uh, I, I didn't know if she was just today. a yeah. <laughs> that would be a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> opting out of the, the bowl games, and she just decided to say, okay, court storming has taken the, the, the uh, um, you know, it, it's really affected my life, and I'm going to just decide to just start training this. You're that? not going to protect me. I'm out of here. <laughs> I, the WNBA, unfortunately, you know, hasn't grown to the place where she's going to be lifetime rich for playing in the WNBA, and you almost – You'd like to think, man, she could just finish the season and hit the portal and be like, who wants to make me filthy rich? No year? question. Like, that's <laughs> hell. I might even do it twice. I might transfer it the, the semester. <laughs> really? That's like maybe her best because a lot of the WNBA players are playing in two leagues. They play the WNBA and they play overseas. overseas. We obviously know that's the Brittany Griner yeah. situation. Yeah. But my gosh, like, she's going to, like, yeah. Uh, or like Annie Up. I, I'd say she's definitely making more money if she stays another year. That's surprising. I mean, I would. Uh, Didn't see that. No, I, I would be, ca- I'd be cashing in. I, I would never be in a hurry to get out of college anyway. Right. Uh, but in her case, I mean, like, can you imagine what she would command? Given the fact that yeah. she's one, you can definitively show you will make more money next year if mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark is on your team. Yeah. On the, At home, on the road. I mean, you name it, your games are going to be on national TV every time. You're going to sell oceans of T-shirts. Oceans. And whatever else you can come up with. Could you imagine if she hits the portal, what those deals would be like? I mean, right now they're advertising like it's great. Iowa's game, women's game on you know Saturday at four o'clock or, or And they're drawing a yeah, couple million people. I, I love why look, I love watching her play. She's she's fantastic. So that doesn't maybe that's just a ploy. I we'll see. We'll see if that comes to fruition. She might be pulling a patino. So just, she's playing hardball here? Or no, just saying something and then doing the opposite. So pulling a patino. Yeah. Well, I, and I that kind of came out. Just one for as I've said, he'll 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 say a statement and all of a sudden Hyperbolic, you mean? Well, he's quite hyperbolic, but like, you know, um 
that's just something where he might say something and Caitlin's just using that to her advantage as there's a method to her madness just like there is to coach patinos yeah the indiana fever just uh, tweeted the uh just number one with an hourglass <laughs> emoji like you think if they'd run to the podium right now right yeah uh, that's some season tickets i mean maybe she just wants to play against the best and and start that but maybe she just hates school that's it too it exists yeah right yeah it, it happens i mean yeah i'm not I, i'm not arguing with that one um, that was a a big rick Benjeris thing where he got in a little little trouble with that with how much he talked about hating school because one of his players had cheated on a mm. on an exam and he, he didn't absolve the player but it was just like i kind of get it because i just couldn't stand school so his book life on a napkin check that one out okay life on a I mean, napkin really good he's one of the i think of college basketball coaches as these gigantic personalities and he was like gigantic among gigantic yeah, personalities. He was andy reed-esque with that yes, kind of stuff absolutely you know so and again He's a guy who would do a fantastic job like here, but, you know, does he, you know, look the part, all those type of things that, you know, even as we're joking about jaw lines with some of these coaches, like that's part of it sometimes. And, and unfortunately, and so, you know, you look at the guy who looks the part and doesn't mean he's going to just bring automatic success. Texture says that the get in price for uh, Iowa against Ohio state is $400. Imagine that. What is she thinking? It's the most in uh, WNBA and college basketball history for women's. That's incredible. If I'm her, I'd be like, uh, I'm going to set up an, an NIL deal with. Uh, She's on a Subway commercial, though, right? Is she? Uh, yeah. like with with Ticketmaster or AXS or any of the whatever those you know those those secondary ticket market uh, apps, and I'm you're going to give me a percentage. That. That's what I'm doing, and I'm staying in college as long as you're allowed to have an agent. So, I, like, how is this not happening? How like, is she not already doing that? Like, right? How is she not making, you know, millions? Let she set for life. She should leave college set for life. I mean, I saw a Houston player sign a uh, an NIL deal with Exxon Mobil. I was like, <laughs> oil, like Texas oil yeah. money in Texas. It's wild. Yeah. What it allows them to do. I think she's also on Michelob Ultra commercials with Jimmy Butler. If I'm not mistaken but i believe it's michelob ultra who's that caitlin clark i don't think so yep Mm-mm. i don't know fact check that one tanner i'll be right back with that i bet he's well, gonna he's gonna find he's gonna find it jimmy butler I, i've seen those commercials with jimmy butler but i don't know if it's caitlin clark i don't think it's her i'm not gonna die on that hill but you know I'm, I'm pretty sure. Texas says I misread Caitlin Clark's post and I thought she was opting out for the rest of the year. It's State Farm, by the way, that she's in. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that was it. My bad. Jimmy has the Michelob one. That's why I just got him mistaken. Rick Majerus fan saying that they uh, they have more McDonald's All Americans than we have McDonald's in our town. <laughs> he has a bunch of them. He is he's fantastic. Yeah, heck of a coach. I love a was. good coach one liner. Yeah. Oh, he was good. Remember the coach for the Jazz, Frank Layden? Oh, absolutely. He was, I mean, you talk about one-liners. Pull up all of his. His were just, his were buttes. Who was it? Uh, was it Gary Williams that said Duke was on TV more than Leave it to Beaver? <laughs> I don't Leave know if it, it was, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. 
then you just have to do a George Costanza and get out and just say, that's it, after you uh, have a line like that. That's a good one. I think the ACC folks, you know what uh, is a bummer? I've, I, I haven't listened to them yet, but I'm understanding Ovius and Chilio uh, that, that they made reference to me because I was texting Joe at the game last night. Uh, pity. I, I don't want any more of it. And it bugs me that Louisville in the ACC really hasn't had a chance to annoy anybody basketball-wise. Now, football, I think we've – women's basketball, baseball, mm-hmm. volleyball, like you name it, the other sports have really had a chance to, I, th- I think, sort of make their, their presence known. But men's basketball has not – because they don't like Louisville. The vast majority of people that cover the ACC resent them being here and miss Maryland for some of the reasons we were just talking about. And we have not had a chance to make them hate this at all. Instead, it's just sort of being like annoying. Like you're not only do we not want you here, but you're bad. Mm -hmm. And I like enough already. Yeah. I'm ready to piss people off again. How about you win the game by 25 and you go, you lose two points in the net rankings for Duke. Did you see that? What happened? Duke. They 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 dropped two points in the net rankings with the win over Louisville. The net is taking a beating. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it, look, I think about that though, right? You you win by twenty five, and like, what like, else are you supposed to do? Yeah, right? like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like you don't run up the score, right? And everyone's in the ACC is accusing the the Big Twelve of kind of manipulating it. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it looks like to me if. If the critique of the net is right, and Scott Van Pelt did the quick, you know, thing uh, that seems yep. like it was or is, uh, that it kind of doesn't matter who you play as long as you just beat the crap out of them. We just basically flipped one set of problems for the other. Like, well, there there was Tennessee and Auburn. Excuse me, Tennessee and Texas A and M. Tennessee, like, it's like twenty seconds to go. They get a steal and they go up for a dunk. To get their lead up to thirty, over whatever like a it was, threshold of some kind. What's that? To get it like over a certain threshold. I mean, they just, just you know, the in the basketball world, you dribble out, you don't take that shot. So he goes down and take, and you show the Texas A&M bench, and they're just they're livid, and they just hold the ball, you know. But you could just see that, and uh, that there was some animosity um, as far as that goes, and you don't want to see that. You don't want to see teams like running up scores. In the end, there's not an, there's not a formula that's going to tell you the whole story of anything. Right. Uh, and it just seems like they, they solved one sort of problems and created another set. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll take a quick break here. and Be right back. On the drive on a Thunderbolt. Be right back. of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? 
the pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.